What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McGann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-host. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers back in the day. He was all swack as Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got our NFL draft analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. You can catch all his work at NBCSportsChicago.com. This is his time of year. The draft is coming. We're, we're, we're <laughs> just about to the Senior Bowl, right? Yeah, the Senior yeah, Bowl is coming. Up. Yes, Getsky is the head is the coach. coach. Yeah, head coach of the of, of uh, one of the one of the Senior Bowl teams. But he's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Gentlemen, what's going on? How you guys doing? Matter of fact, man, now that you mentioned it, man, I need to talk. You know, we talk about Kevin Warren comes to the Bears and being the, the you know the charger. I need to talk to our Kevin, Kevin Cross, see if I can get some uh, some some funds to go to the Senior Bowl, <laughs> get get to Alabama, get to Mobile, check out the Senior Bowl firsthand to talk if, to some of these players. If I were you, I would let I would let him win some games in Madden. It might <laughs> might soften him up a little bit. That's just my my <laughs> advice to you. So definitely, definitely do that. Um, we got a really special, special episode for you. We got a got a, a great guest in line uh, to talk some Bears football. And you've seen them all over the sports media platforms, Big Ten Network, Pac-12 Network, Sirius XM, 670, The Score. You see him on Bears post-game live on Fox 32. He's a former Iowa Hawkeye. He's a Bowling Brook Raider. None other <laughs> than Anthony Heron. Anthony, how are you, man? Glad glad you're here, man. Outstanding, outstanding. Really glad we can make this work, man. I've been looking forward to doing this for a minute. Oh man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, did you did you play with uh with Greg Williams at Bolingbrook? I did. So Greg's senior year at Bolingbrook was my freshman year. So like the I, I wasn't on varsity yet my freshman year, but the year he won state player of the year was the same year Donovan McNabb. Right, right. And Greg ended up beating him out for state player of the year that year. Mm. But my freshman year was Greg's senior year. So I I was a freshman that year too. I was at Mount Carmel. Okay. Uh, my freshman and sophomore year. So I was there <laughs> with Donovan McNabb. And let me tell you, those two dudes, man. Oh, I was talking probably the, the two in this area, the two best high school quarterbacks right. I've seen. No, right. no doubt about it. No doubt. No doubt, man. No doubt. And, and Greg ended up, like, when he went to North Carolina, they were trying to figure out, because he had all the physical potential. Now, is he a receiver? Is he a DB? Can he play a little running back? Maybe the quarterback. But in college, you know, like, he was basically a triple option quarterback in high school. So they, they kind of knew he wasn't really going to be a college QB. But he had a lot of different opportunities. Ended up they- settling in at DB and now has been a, a coach in the league for a long time. And he's been coaching the NFL for, for quite a while at this point with a variety of different teams. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, man, let's get, let's get started, man. Uh, the bears announced uh, the hiring of, of Kevin Warren. He was introduced mm-hmm. uh, to the media uh, yesterday as we speak. Uh, my friend, I think it's a, I think it's a home run hire for the bears. Uh, this is a guy obviously has, has done great work with, with the big 10, his, you know, pass with the, with the Vikings, with the Rams. But my question is what, what do you think attracted him, uh, to the, to this bears position? But my impression, I haven't had a chance to, uh, to have, I suppose an off the record conversation with him yet or anything, because that was the big, the big hang up in my head the entire time was, mm-hmm. you know, the, the initial period where he took over his big 10 commission was very turbulent as i'm sure you guys know 
you know, he'd only been on the job for a few weeks, essentially, and then COVID hits and shuts down the world. And, you know, he's still really just getting to know the names of his entire staff at the Big Ten, let alone getting out to the campuses like he intended, meeting all the presidents and chancellors. And there was just no opportunity to do any of that once the, the basketball season got shut down. And once the decision got made to essentially to shut down the the Big Ten football season as it was approaching, then, of course, he had just all these slings and arrows coming at him. And so for that initial really year, even after he, you know, he and other Big Ten presidents and chancellors, they made the decision to reinstate the season and Ohio State makes a college football playoff and, and things go well. They make the national championship game. But it was still you could tell he was still kind of getting his sea legs for a minute. And then eventually, once you kind of got through that initial phase and some COVID protocols were in place, he's able to get around and kind of glad hand with a few more people and, and frankly, just get get his bearings a bit more than what he had. Then you really saw the true personality of Kevin Warren take over. And now, of course, you know, between some of the deals he put in place for the Big Ten, he went in a very short order from being, you know, one of the, you know, one of the most I suppose talked about one of the most, in some ways, infamous you know leader in collegiate sports to being the most powerful man in collegiate sports to some extent in a very short amount of time. So I just kind of thought, you know what? Now that he's kind of gotten all that other stuff, all the negativity really in his rearview mirror, this was going to be really his time to shine. And he's just right. he's had bigger goals than that apparently, and really more specific goals beyond just being the the big 10 commissioner so i wasn't i wasn't really sure what to make of the rumors at first but i think when it comes down to it it's about quality of life it's about preference and i I think it showed at that opening press conference he's just he's he's in his zone he's in his his space he's in his most natural executive role when it comes to being in the national football league and he he really knocked it out of the park when he was introduced as the bears president I agree with you. And talking about his role in terms of being an executive in the NFL, I, I think in my mind's eye, I was asking the same question. Why would he leave the Big Ten, especially after everything he went through and where they are now you know, currently perched going forward? Why leave now? Why come to the Bears? I thought it's a step down in a way, but then I thought I had to, had to rethink it. I couldn't think like me. I had to think, okay, if I'm Kevin Warren, <laughs> if I'm Kevin Warren, what's what, why? And yes, it's Chicago. It's, you know, third largest market. It's a charter franchise. And I said, next step, commissionership. Mm. I, I think I think taking the Bears job is, is that step right before you become the commissioner, potentially. Am I way out of bounds in thinking that? Because he seems to be a person who's, and his family has been a family of firsts. The first of doing this, the first of doing that. Right. First, and so to me, that would be the first commissioner of a major sports, you know, league. Right. I can see that being an ultimate goal for him. Am I out of, am I out of bounds in thinking that? Not at all. Not at all, Jim. I think that he he was a he was an executive while he was with the Vikings. Once he got to that point where he was the COO of the Minnesota Vikings, he, there were already grumblings that mm. maybe he would be someone on a path to eventually succeed Roger Goodell. Now, you know, I think it's worth pointing out that while Kevin Warren is, I believe, 59 at this point, Roger Goodell 61. So it's not even necessarily a big age gap. And maybe Roger Goodell at at some point in the near future gets to the point where he kind of feels done with being NFL commissioner, but I don't know. Do you, do you ever get done being paid nearly a hundred million dollars a year? <laughs> no. Salary is? I'll Man. take it. Yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be hard for me to turn down. Um, you know, looking at a lot of NFL quarterbacks who could probably, you know, go and sit on the couch somewhere, but it's hard to turn down those checks. But I think, 
for Kevin Warren, he was in line for that possibility already, even when he was uh, with the Vikings. And so now that he has added Big Ten commissioner and added mm-hmm. all that success mm-hmm. that exactly. he left the role with, then, you know, he's certainly even just enhanced the resume. And you, you mentioned his family. I mean, you know, to have a father who, you know, as as an athlete and as an executive had a lot of firsts on his resume, an older brother who had a number of firsts on his resume. You know, it's it's really impressive when you look at the family lineage that Kevin Warren comes from. And, you know, he's sort of just the the latest in line and in some ways the most prominent of successful you know, sort of a claim that members of his family have gotten to at this point. It just seems like that's that's just kind of what they do in his family. Right. So he's right. a commissioner of the National Football League at some point, I, you know, it, it'd be silly to think that that wasn't a potential goal of his. Of his, I would say though, I I think he could have potentially achieved that even if he would have just stayed in the Big Ten commissioner yeah. capacity as well, though. So I I think the the preference, the quality of life aspect of it is kind of what I come back to. And there's just so much on your plate when you're a college sports administrator. There's a number of things you don't have to concern yourself with, you know, when you're running one singular sports franchise at the NFL level. Understood. Yeah, and I think last week we touched on the possibility of him being hired and GM, you spoke on the commissioner aspect. And then I spoke on how I think he just – Maybe he just wants the challenge of turning a charter franchise around and then hearing his press conference, the way he talked, it was like, man, he has a lot of interest in turning the bears from what we all know it to have been over the, <laughs> over the whatever like span we want to go, turning it around into something special from, from the move to Arlington Heights to, to all the new things that are, on the horizon with what we can do in free agency, all this stuff with uh, draft picks, all that stuff. It looks like he's interested in building mm-hmm. a new culture, a newfound culture for the bears. And, and I was like, wow, when he spoke, I'm like, man, that's, I know I was just blurting something out last week. Like maybe he just <laughs> want to change the outlook of the bears. And then when he was talking, I'm like, Hey, I was, I was a little on to something. I was just talking out of just being, just saying something and, you know, and to hear him talk, it was, it was like, man, he, like you said, he won the press conference for real. And, and smoke, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. And really, I mean, from Ezra and GM too, because the, the, the way the bears are positioned right now as a, a club coming off for three win season with, you know, with a, a quarterback, just two years in his career, a first year GM who's just completed, you know, his first season in that role, a head coach who's completed his first season in that role, there's not a lot of real tangible evidence of, of future success, but there's hope, there's mm-hmm. promise. And, and Kevin Warren steps into a situation right now that, that it feels like should be on the way to ascending, you know, with the number mm-hmm. one pick in the draft on the way. And really the, the main thing was just some, some of the excitement that was brought by Justin Fields as far as any real tangible evidence from this past season. So I, 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 don't, I don't even know exactly what, it, it, do you feel like, do you see real evidence that was achieved or is it really mainly about hope at this point? Yes, to all that and above. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what? I, I'll say this, man, and I'll say this until, you know, the last breath leaves me. This is the most successful three and 14 season I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> um, I, and, and it goes into a question I was going to ask because you mentioned, you know, Ryan Poles, you mentioned Iperflus, these guys being, you know, first year in their positions, obviously Justin Fields 
having this be his team and we saw it become his team. I think that was a positive we saw. We saw his leadership. We saw his perseverance. We saw his determination. We saw a lot of those qualities that people don't always talk about when we talk about quarterbacks uh, as far as being uh, franchise quarterbacks. He, he exemplified those things, I thought, in abundance. On top of that, also Kevin Warren coming here. Um, and the and Smoke just mentioned going to Arlington Heights. To me, I, I feel like the Bears, the organization, is on the precipice of becoming something special. And, and that's that's overall kind of like, to some degree, uh, what we saw with the Cubs, where Wrigleyville became even that much more of an expansive mm. uh, aspect of the, of the Cubs, right. more of an ex- ex- extension, so to speak. And we see it a little bit with SoFi Stadium out there in California. And I think you know, the bear, it's going to transform into like a bear's Disneyland. That's <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> and I think Kevin Warren kind of sees it like these guys have these visions now. They're having visions about what it is, or they're envisioning, I should say, what it is and what they can potentially come. And I say to the McCaskey's credit, they realize we are, we've been behind. We've been reacting mm, to everything. Yes. We need to be in the forefront. Again, am I crazy in thinking that? Because that's what I feel <laughs> right now. It feels like there, there's an opportunity here to get in on, on the ground floor of something that could become really special. I think a, a lot of us who've seen kind of like, you know, what, what Smoke was mentioning, Ezra alluded to it also, just that we, we've been observing the Bears. We've been fans of the Bears for so long. And it, it's almost hard to allow yourself to get as excited as it feels like we could be or maybe even should be with the potential that's here because it, it's, it's a franchise that's always been ripe. And, and always seems like there, there could be more or should be more there, be. more sustainability, more success, championships, not just the aspirations from fans or the talk from those, you know, kind of the main stakeholders, but but legitimately being on the cusp of that. And, and it's just so rarely been there over the last few decades throughout a lot of our like the majority of the lifetimes of a lot of Bears fans right now. They haven't <laughs> seen a product that is consistently really even approaching a championship level, let alone really being on the cusp of it. But now it feels like this could be the ground floor of something like that from a variety of different ways from having the QB that, that a lot of us feel like the QB is in place and maybe a true development platform that's there for him that we really haven't seen the Bears develop a quarterback with. Then you add in all the cap space and the number one pick and now some leadership that's in place that that seems to have a plan. You know, like mm-hmm. I know a lot of folks were really concerned, like some of my guys at the score, really concerned about having a defensive minded head coach with a young QB. But at least Matt Eberflus, if nothing else, I think showed himself as a detail oriented leader. Now, you know, winning games, that's where he's going to be judged. And that that judgment is going to come a lot more harshly starting in year two. But at least for this season, he seemed to be a detailed guy. He seemed to have command of of game situations. And he even in moments where you might have disagreed with the decision here or there, he definitely had an explanation for why, you know, they mm-hmm. went a certain direction. It didn't seem like he was just kind of shooting from the hip at any point. So it, it does seem like there's, there's a plan, there's competent leadership that's there. And at least at quarterback, there's immense talent. Now is the task. And, and Kevin Warren spoke to this quite a bit uh, in his press conference where he got introduced as president and CEO. Now the work begins. Now there's a lot of that day in day out task oriented work and the details of it. And even after all that, you can still be separated just by one yard or a few inches, you know, from whether or not you <laughs> right. actually win a championship. So that's the thing where we all may be disappointed and let down after it all comes down to it. But, you know, it does feel like we're, we're kind of on the ground floor of something that has the potential to really ascend in a special way. All right, so, so, 
That's what I was going to say. Such such a low bar that a competent coach, we're really happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, so we got this number one pick and for the first, first time Mm -hmm. in my life, I'm I'm actually experiencing this and I'm having fun with it. Right. So tell me I'm crazy. This is, this is what I've been floating out there and I'm, 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 you know, trying to make it, you know, come into reality. Could the bears, do you think they could possibly trade the two? Whatever they could get at two to, uh, with, with the Texans. Right. I'll trade two, two. And then trade down the four to the Colts. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to speak it into reality. Is that, is right, that crazy? Talk? Right. Kind of pull off a little double whammy, yeah, you know, get yeah. down one spot. You get, you accumulate some draft talk, right. then trade down yet again. So the, the Texans know they're in a position where the, the team ahead of them is not likely going to be looking to move on a QB. Now, you know, there's no way to know that hundred percent with any certainty, but if I'm in Houston, and I, I'm within their personnel department. I'm looking at the Bears saying the Bears aren't hungry for a QB and aren't likely to take a QB. Now, that being said, Houston's roster isn't necessarily as devoid of talent as the Bears. So if they feel like there's like, say it's Bryce Young, we got to go get Bryce Young at number one, then that's where maybe you're, you're in a situation like the Bears were in when they drafted Mitch Trubisky, where you're willing to move up just one spot. But I think beyond that, you know, Houston may be able to just display a little bit of patience because if they're looking for a QB, the team ahead of them doesn't need one and they still need help at a variety of other spots, you know, like potentially running back and, and DB and, and pass rusher. And, you know, the, Houston's going to be okay at number two. So unless they just feel like we got to have the QB at number one, I think that the Texans could end up being a difficult trade partner to go from that number two slot to number one. But if you spook them into thinking that, you know, we're, we're going to make the move with somebody. And if it's not you, they're coming to get this QB. And there's the potential for, but it could be, it could be difficult, difficult. You don't see it a whole lot. I mean, you know, the number one pick being traded doesn't, doesn't necessarily happen that regularly in recent years, but especially making multiple moves from there, it'd be a master play from Ryan Poles if he could end up making it happen, but you'll be asking a lot. And, And what you don't want to necessarily risk. And you mentioned going down to number four, I feel like that's maybe, the basement where you want to ensure you're going to get a blue chip player, right? You right. know, you trade down from one to two. And then, you know, I think four would probably be Ezra to your point, like maybe the, the lowest slots you would want to go to comfortably to say that not only can we accumulate a lot of additional draft capital, but we can still get a blue chip prospect, you know, a guy who can come in and perform at a high level from day one, because the bears need that, you know, they, they need help in a lot of places. You need a whole bunch of bodies, but you want to make sure you come out of this draft with at least a, and in, in theory, maybe even multiple blue chip level prospects who you feel like can come in and compete and be playmakers for you from jump. Okay, so you're saying there's, there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance, man. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. Hey, got got to got to play the division rivals against each other. Exactly. Yeah. Colts and the Texans. All that. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. See, I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm I'm in line with Ez in terms of trading down twice, but I don't feel you have to just stop at four. I, I think because of what the Bears need, they can find that value. And I think that the needs more so need to 
be addressed on the trend in the trenches, both offensive defensive line, as far as immediacy goes, because we have a lot of bodies right now, especially if this potential trade rumor from the Colts goes through and we re- we acquire, say, Michael Pittman, for example, a, mm. a wide receiver who's 25. Now, granted, that'd be a third wide receiver who would need his contract probably renewed, you know, the following year. <laughs> so that, that might not be as attractive. But another guy who was a potential X receiver, a primary target, and you can play Claypool, play, excuse me, Claypool can be your, your, your secondary receiver. Anyway, point being, trading down, if you trade down to four and then say you trade down maybe as low as 10, I still think you can get a really good defensive lineman, whether it's an edge rusher to fit your 4-3 scheme or whether it's an offensive lineman that you need, so we definitely need that as well. But acquire two first-round picks for this year. I would really love to see that. But even if they can't do that, moreover, I want to see the Bears have at least six picks in the first 100. If they can do what the Jaguars did a couple of years ago and the Jets did a couple of years ago, I'd like to see us kind of make that type of uh, those type of deals to get us in a position to get bodies, just like you mentioned. And, you know, multiple first round picks this year and and preferably potentially multiple first round picks for next year as well would be a great way where you're kind of stockpiling that draft Mm -hmm. capital over multiple seasons. Then you got Mm -hmm. some fluidity, you know, not only trying to build your roster, with the picks themselves and and having that young, you know, cap friendly rookie and, and early in their career guys on their rookie deals. But then also you can wheel and deal for some veteran players. Also, if you do exactly. have key spots that you want to go make moves for, whether it's acquiring them mm-hmm. within this cycle or you say, you know what, we'll build our infrastructure for this year, continue to have some additional talent around Justin Fields. And then as he's going into year four, where there's still potentially two years of, of roster control of contract control for him. And if we've built something kind of put a winning, winning culture together, not just a positive culture where it's a thumbs up, even though we lose games, <laughs> but start winning some games this next season. And then beyond that, you still have some additional wiggle room, still save some cap space that you're going to need for that point also. Right. And it seems to me that the approach that's been taken so far has been patient enough from Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, and now I know Kevin Warren, like his favorite word is methodical. I don't know if you guys noticed that. The <laughs> yeah. Time see yeah. That day, but, you know, he, he will bring that same sort of patient, systematic kind of approach to things also. So this will be an off season where there's going to be plenty of moves made. It's going to be a very exciting draft as well. But I think in the end, it doesn't seem to me that that they're going to feel rushed or going to feel pressed to try and rebuild everything immediately. That right there's now. a lot of money available. They should be able to accumulate a lot of draft capital. And then beyond that, you'll still, I, I think they're an, an approach would be advisable. My impression is that they're going to take it this way to say that, you know what, we can pick and choose our spots. We don't need to necessarily rebuild Rome in this one moment and have this opportunity season over season over the next couple of years to really put themselves in a, in a strong position. Hey, you've caught the last couple of, of uh, Bayou classics. Yeah. We got a, we got a grambling alum uh, and coach smoke. <laughs> ah, over here. Okay. Yes, who's, who's, who's got the best, better band between, between grambling and Southern. <laughs> you can, you can, you can, no, you can be honest. The halftime show in general is one of the most, one of the most remarkable spectacles I get to be involved in every year, just to be able to be in that stadium in the Superdome. When that goes down, like a lot of times when I'm just calling kind of a standard college football game, I'll go leave the press box, you know, go grab a bite to eat. When the battle of the bands is going on, man, I, I, I'll either send somebody to grab me something or if I do go get it, I hurry back and it's an extended halftime. You get the full show and I just sit up there. Me, 
whoever I happen to be calling the game with at the moment. And we truly, we will dance, we will sing, we'll take some videos. It's, it's an awesome show, man. So, I mean, whether it's, uh, it's, it's hard for me as an old band nerd, there's always something I can appreciate. Like I was a trombone, so I was in that brass section. I did some marching band stuff in my past, man. So I can appreciate something that's going on at all times on the field, regardless of which one is out there. Yes, sir. All right, Anthony, man, thank you very much, man. We greatly appreciate you joining us, and uh, we'll definitely be listening to you uh, on all on all the platforms, man. You got you got to be the hardest working man <laughs> in sports media, man. Hey, man, I, I've been telling everybody, I'm trying to catch Regis Philbin, whatever that all time record is. You know, Michael Strahan probably in there at number two somewhere. I'm just trying to climb the ladder on all these different platforms, get out there. But now the football season's over. Wife is going to whisk me away sometime soon. Get out of town for a little bit try to lay low for a little while but it's it's good man i really appreciate you guys having me on all right appreciate it man. thank appreciate you appreciate it thank you anthony thanks for the time bro all right once again we want to thank anthony heron for joining us man it was a man uh great to have him on he man just just a wealth of knowledge uh what's going on in uh in both college and and pro football and and the bears i like what he had to say about kevin warren um yeah. i i think this is going to be a, a definite sea change for uh for the bears as an organization hopefully you know the top guy doesn't get in the way i, I, don't, I don't, don't think you will i don't think you no? will no dude because I, I, I you know when we looking back at the press conference and there's a certain amount of i don't know if reverence is the word uh, i think that's there but it's it's more of a a look to I saw in his eyes, like he's looking to Kevin. He's like, he, there's an investment, I think both uh, professionally and emotionally uh, in a good way with Kevin Warren. And I think everything that Kevin Warren is as a person, it resonates with the bear organization and the bears as people. I think the bears front office, for as much as we, you know, as fans get annoyed with what, you know, we see as lack of results on the field, uh, they are, they're, they're, man, remind ourselves and keep keeping the forefront that this fam this is a family run business and this is their business they don't have any other business they aren't moguls from somewhere else that bought a team they grew up you know the virginia mccaskey this is you know something she grew up into and guys are married into the family this has become a family business and a lot of times those family oriented businesses they look to the people i think that's the reason why some guys we may say why why did tip phillips stay so long i think they liked him as a person yeah, and, was, uh, he was like a family, a real close family friend. Yeah, type yeah. And keep in mind, people, you know, I, I got into an argument with someone at the bowling alley last week, and I have to apologize to Slim. Slim, if you're listening to this, my bad. I'll see you Sunday. Um, but it was sometimes we get caught up in, you know, pigmentation and people's reasonings behind that and what we, you know, sometimes what we feel might be a reason or an unseen, unseen reason or what seems to be unjustifiable moves at times, but you got to keep in mind that Lovey Smith was here for a long time, you know, and now, yeah, we weren't happy how he left. He was 10 and 10, 10 and six record when he was let go. Uh, but Lovey was here for a long time. And I think there were times if they 11, didn't like 11 seasons, right? I think, yeah, 10 or 11 seasons. Yeah, and if it, yeah. if I think if, if it wasn't for the, the relationship Lovey had with him, he could have been let go sooner. You know, there were some down years where it could have happened sooner, you know, um, and, Right. And so what I'm saying is, I think they they invest in people. Um, and I think they tried not doing that. They tried to look at it more business like. And then we I think we got what we saw a little bit with Tressman, you know, with the general manager that was here during that time. 
Um, and I think when they took Ryan Poles, they're like, okay, well, we'd like him. You know, and I think sometimes that that skews the decision, you know, but I think they've learned some lessons along the way. And I think with Kevin, it's like he meets almost every aspect of what they could possibly be looking for, both business wise and as a person. You know, Kevin started the show, you know, to God be the glory. So he's, he's, a, he's a religious person. He's a person of faith. You know, he's a family man. You know, he has that investment. They're family people. You know, Kevin had success, you know, throughout his career. His family's had successes. A lot of things I think resonate. And so when I see Michael McCaskey, when he was introducing Kevin. George, George McCaskey. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. George McCaskey. Excuse me. Thank you. George McCaskey. I, I think what I saw was more of a, a look to like, like, like a determination, but a look to like, like, like we, I know we got the right person. Like we're, we, we're in a good space right now. And I think we're going to see that play out over the next several years. And once everything is done, and establishing Arlington Heights and Arlington Park, that whole area starts to come under development with what the Bears have. I, I joked earlier about a Disneyland, but yeah, I think you guys see like a like a Bears Emporium there, you know, like a Bears Disney World. And think about that, man. If it's a if it's a dome stadium, Super Bowl being held there in the Chicagoland area, and that whole if that if the, if the things surrounding that 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 Bears uh, stadium are things that are conducive to you know, uh, parties and, and people enjoying themselves and the hotels, all that stuff, man, that, that could be a huge money-making venture. It could become a destination spot. And I think that's something that we never thought we would see. That's stuff we see happen in California all the time. Mm -hmm. That's stuff we see happen elsewhere. It can happen here. And, and it'd be cool that, you know, Kevin Warren is, at, is, is here when that happens. And Ryan Poles could be the GM that switches that around. And Justin Fields would be the quarterback that leads that. And you know what I'm getting at when I mention yeah. those three people. And I think that yeah. is awesome, man. And, and for a Bears organization to be a part of that, I think that that speaks highly about how they see things and how they see people and not just people's misconceptions of, of, of other people. That make any sense? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it makes oh, yeah. total sense. Did it you makes... did you happen to see the picture, by the way, of uh, Kevin Warren uh, meeting up with Justin Fields yesterday in, in after, the weight no. press conference? Yep. No, I didn't yep. see it. Was in it... the weight room, Justin was in the weight room. In of the course. weight room, that that I, I'm not shocked about. I'm I, shocked that Kevin went there. I thought I would have thought he was gone. Like, That's why I, I was like, wait a minute. I was shocked. I was, when I was I like, wait a minute, Justin, like, Justin is, is in the weight this? room. It's like it's right. off season right now. Like, but I love playoffs yet. And he's in the weight room. Dude, dude, my guys, if y'all get a chance, YouTube it. It's like, it's like, hey, rookie, you're in the pros or something like that. It's like these guys are not in the pros yet, but they're, they're, they're just like right there in the combine. They're doing stuff for the combine. It's four guys. It's, it's Justin, Justin Fields, uh, Michael Parsons, um, uh, the tight the tight end uh, Pitts from from the Falcons, and then uh, J.C. Horn, who's a cornerback for the uh, for the Panthers. These four guys are, they're highlighted on this show, and just like all these other guys, when they go to individual stories, like J.C.'s having fun, you know, dinner or lunch, whatever, with his family. Mike is kicking it with somebody else. Pitts is kicking. Justin's in the weight room. 
<laughs> he's working out and he's talking to this guy and he's like, yeah, got to get him in. So, so no, I'm not shocked at all. This dude, he, he, he lives and breathes this stuff, dude. That's he's different. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know if quarterbacks yeah. just hanging out in the weight no. room. He needs, he needs a social, like, like his dog is his social outlet, dude. Uno is the name of his dog. <laughs> That's like his social outlet. Like this dude, he, he's, he do, he eats the discipline that he has, even with his diet, dude. It's like, it's every day. So no, dude, I'm not shocked that he was, I'm shocked that Kevin Warren went to the weight room, but I'm not shocked that that's where he found Justin. <laughs> well, he, had to, he had to go find the quarterback. He was like, wait, he's in the building? He's well, in the weight well, room. What? Well, but he also, he also, being Kevin Warren, spoke very highly of the facility of Hollis Hall. Like, he he was speaking very highly of what, that. You like, know, they they just redid it just a couple of years ago. And, and yeah, and that's what I've seen, like, yeah. watching a lot of different podcasts, how they spoke on that, like, the Bears finally joining the new way type thing. And, I, you know, silly me, like, oh, I thought that always existed. But, okay, I didn't. <laughs> but to go back to, like, the Kevin Warren situation and stuff like that, man, when it – the overall landscape of the Bears, I really feel like we are entering a new day. I mean, all season long, even with the losing, I have said there's something different taking place here. The Bears are tired of being a clown franchise. And even with us going three and 14, I felt that we are tired as an organization, not as me as a fan. I I took on the feeling like we're tired of being a clown franchise and changes are going to be made. And, and like uh, Anthony was saying, we're not necessarily going to see those changes per se next season, but they're coming. We're going to see a progression in it. And, and like with the McCaskies seeming to let go and, and, and put their faith into Kevin and, and Ryan Poles and Eva Flutes and, and Justin Fields, you know, it's like, this is this is a Bears organization that I've never seen before. <laughs> I've never seen this before. And and granted, like GM alluded to earlier, it has a lot to do with the people in place, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you know, the Bears had a had a reputation amongst especially fans that look like us. Well, we weren't too sure about how they felt about us and now we see this and they don't and they don't feel like they're just doing this to appease to a certain community. no no this feels genuine this feels like they are tired of being a clown franchise and we're going to do what's necessary to change the outlook of the chicago bears and everybody keeps sending me the little video montage of the little bull crap they trying to do with soldier look move to arlington heights yes go go <laughs> It's I don't not think, that far. You know, I, I don't. Like, I don't think. I don't think the 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 Soldier Field thing is not serious. It's not yeah, even realistic. It's not. It's not Man, serious. What y'all gonna play at, at U of I again? Who's trying to play that far? I'm on. Uh, I'm on. The, I, I told you guys about my, the Facebook sports group. Uh, I have my arguments in, and <laughs> these guys talking about hey, they, the Arlington Heights thing is just a negotiation ploy. But no, uh, no. 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 And I'm like, people like that. That does Chicago. that doesn't even make any sense. I'm like, do you do you people know the amount of stadiums across America that are not in the actual city that exactly. they are 
supposed yeah. to be in. The Dallas Cowboys is in Arlington, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this, they, they're not all in that city. Especially the, like, the New York Giants and the New York New, Jets in a whole play state. in New Jersey. <laughs> in, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> in a whole other state. Yeah. You know, like it's, but not, but not, but not even just that. Just the if if the Bears commit to this plan and and build out the stadium and and everything that goes with it, you talked about about what did you say, what'd you call it Bears uh, Bears Disneyland yeah yeah hotels and and the 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 commercial uh, mm-hmm. uh, spots that'll be there. You're talking about doubling the value of this franchise. Oh man. Yes, and 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 Heights is not that far from Rosemont. No, no, not that far no. from O'Hare. I I like, used to. I'm, I'm I'm letting you guys know I'm a degenerate gambler, but yeah, I used to go to Arlington <laughs> Park. Like, not a not a bad on a weekend with no traffic. Not a bad drive. Forty five minutes you're there. You know, at least from where from where I live, which is I'm I'm ten minutes from Soldier Field. So right, you know. But yeah, yeah, I'm fine. If they if the Arlington Heights deal is 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 viable, do it. Do it. I have no issue with it. Dude, think about it, dude. You can make it a weekend, like you know, if you if you you can make it like a weekend getaway, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you could catch a game. Say you want to catch a Northwestern game, or you not catch a game. Say like like as is saying, you've got some some uh, betting venues out there. You know, you go out there, you and your you and your your, your lady or your friends, or whatever it could be like a bachelor thing. I mean, dude, it's it's mm-hmm. crazy. You spend you can have a weekend hotel, you stay there in, in the you know, you get catch the Bears game. It's a noon game more times than not. You know, you 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 leave out the hotel, you, you don't have to come back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then when it's over, you know, you excuse me, you going on you you heading on home or you kick it a little bit longer. Until traffic wanes and you leave at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and you're home by ten. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, with the land, you have a like you said, a Disney, a district. What like most of these places call it, like a district. Yeah. Like I look at, and this is on the baseball side, but like I look at in Atlanta with the Braves new park, and then they have the battery, which is once you come out the stadium, it's like a whole world, a little community, right? Of, bars lounges restaurants cigar shops all that right there like you go you park your car wherever you're gonna park it to get in the stadium and then you in there for however long you want to be in there kicking it and then you know it's like that's the way now like like you brought up wrigley how they have they transformed that area like it that's the way and wrigley has always had the bars and stuff but they no, they've even just, renovated wait. that area they've so made it more... they made it better and then they made it yeah. that, so that they get all of the revenue that that comes <laughs> that comes right. from it you know like that's the you way what man. you want that that smart yes smart um let's move on let's get to the playoffs here the, the super wild card weekend I, and i've made they, they've had that term with the last three years now Two, three I guess it's, it's just like a marketing but, ploy to make it seem like it's more than what it is. But I used to make fun of it. <laughs> this weekend was a pretty, pretty, pretty damn super. good, good, super, <laughs> super wild card weekend, man. If, uh, if, if I could say that, man, it was that was it was uh, uh, I don't know, it was some pretty crap ass games. There was some good ones, but it was some pretty crap ass games too, though. What was the crap game uh, outside of the Monday night game? The Monday night game was kind of a crap ass. It game. was, and that was that was it though. 
No, didn't uh, didn't the Vikings get beat up on? No, that game no, came down game to the last. No, no, last, that, that, was, that, was last, that was last second. No, they every, were, every game was Ooh. close. No, Seattle, was, no, 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 no. San Fran ended up pulling that, away. That from was Seattle. close going into the second half, though. That's why I said they ended up pulling away. But yeah. every other game was was actually game, came yeah. down now, the to char- the, the last Chargers. Possession. The Chargers went up twenty-seven nothing. And then somehow, blew a <laughs> somehow, point lead. Point lead. but yeah, but, but every, yeah, game, every, every game, every game except was, was the good. first game of the weekend and the last game, every game in between was one possession. Yeah, maybe you know what? Maybe I'm just thinking of execution. I, I saw some of the games, I'm just like man, this is they're not a sloppy play. Maybe that's it, it was it was it was definitely some sloppy play. Like the Buffalo Miami game was sloppy to me. Yeah, and it just left very them. very. Very interesting coaching with yeah. all the delay of games and all that stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. Now, I can agree there where it was some sl- very sloppy play. I mean, we touched on Jacksonville with the way it started. Yeah, it how do you lose and, that game? Well, let me ask you, who's to blame? But Jacksonville? Can I go game? first? Yeah, yeah. Can I go oh, first? Yeah. For the people out there, for the masses, <laughs> I'm putting that on the quarterback. Justin he gets Herbert. a bulk of the blame. Yes. He, he, didn't, call the, fan- he didn't call the plays. Yeah. You on your fantasy he team? No, he ain't. Well, he was. He was. He was. A little bitterness well, I'm but, sensing. But, I'm, but I am being, I'm being bitter, bitter mainly because I'm tired of him getting all these passes. Passes. And, 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 and praise. Any other quarterback drop a twenty-seven nothing lead? They're wait, blaming wait, wait, the quarterback. Wait, wait, wait. That's not his fault. They only ran the ball eight times in the second half. Man, that's not his fault. Man, getting the end zone. At that's least not once. his fault. I mean, I get he it. Put twenty-seven. It. He put twenty-seven on the board in the first half. Well, he should no, hold that. No, nah, the defense did. Because okay. the offense they really put, wasn't that great in the first. True. Half. True. They. They the as a defense, team put up twenty seven points. The defense <laughs> did, and so and that's and that's my issue because you have because you have 100%. people blaming. The stuff I hear is people blaming, of course, the coaches, and I believe they deserve some blame. But I've also heard people blaming the defense. No, like how they got five you turnovers. Have, you don't have twenty seven if it's not for the defense. Has that ever happened before? Five turnovers and and uh, four in and the first win? half. Five, no. all five were in the first half. Oh, so all, all five in the first five half? five was in the first half. Wow. And I can honestly say, if I'm correct, I don't think the offense for the Chargers scored off any drive but turnovers except the three points they got in the second half. Wow. I think every point they scored came off a turnover. Off a turnover. Positioning from a turnover. Yep. Um, now, two other turnovers came in, in – uh, what would you call it? Minus territory for them, uh, but three of them came in plus territory, and well, two of those three they got field goals instead of touchdowns. Yeah, I mean the offense still has to move the ball. The defense didn't actually score, so I'll give the offense a little bit of credit. But I get what you're saying. It was like they had they had advantageous positioning because of the defense, and you you can't discount that. And the defense is like, what else we got to do? We got to score for you too, and maybe they did. Um, <laughs> I, I guess what I find interesting is how, because I really thought that the head coach would be fired to that, how he scapegoated the offensive coordinator and the quarterback mm-hmm. coach. Those are the ones that got fired. I'm like, really? So wasn't you? <laughs> you, you ain't nothing to do with well, it. He, huh? has to, he has to be able to speak up and say, hey, um, 
run the damn ball. Give Eckler the ball. Yeah, he had two touchdown runs. Yeah, and he had he had over fifty yards in the first half. Why are but, you not? He's a versatile back. Why are you not giving the ball to him? That's true. But also, I saw a few of them runs. Eckler got hit in the backfield, lost yards. Okay, but you still. Long. So what? You still run. But the I clock, get it. Though. I get it. You still run the. You got to run the clock. You do. You got. You got to shorten the game. But they also, didn't, they didn't do that. You run some safe passing plays too. Screens, especially with Eckler, you can do screens. Yeah. I'm with you. You know what? It's, it's interesting because I'm thinking back to when Houston had a big lead on Kansas City when Deshaun was with Houston. You know, when Deshaun was still Deshaun before his name yeah. became Sully. Yeah. A couple years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and the Chiefs, and I, it was funny. So I remember they were up, and I was like, yeah, man. They, that, they that's took a, a kiss. It was a 24 nothing lead, right? 24 nothing lead, yeah, right. Yeah. And they, I'm, and I, they couldn't turn to the run game. Right. But what I'm saying is, it's like, I felt like it was a kiss of death. I'm like, man. Somehow I had a feeling Kansas City was going to come back. And they came they, back before half. Yeah, they came back like gangbusters. <laughs> into a, they and, took the and, lead at halftime. Right. And my point is that, that that turnaround, that three score or four, three and a half score turnaround um, is different than this one was. This one seemed like at any point in time, the Chargers could just score a touchdown or get mm-hmm. control of themselves and stop the Jaguar. And they stopped the Jaguar a few times. It wasn't like, you know, they couldn't stop the Jaguars. They stopped, but they couldn't do anything on offense. But it felt like this was more uh, the Chargers' fault than it was Houston's fault when they lost to the Chiefs. I feel like they just – the Chiefs The Chiefs turned it on, and it's just like yeah. it's just you, – you, you can't – you couldn't I mean, have – you, you lose a 24-9 lead before halftime. It's nothing you could have – like we're saying, the Chargers <laughs> right. could have ran the clock. You don't start trying to kill clock in the first half. <laughs> and the Chiefs no, you're right. took the lead from and 24, 24 is not that's not big enough uh, a big enough <laughs> lead for, to, for the Chargers. To, yeah. I mean, in, in the first half, yeah. it ain't at all. You know, so I had, just, I, I had a coach that it was that had to be forty. You get yeah, you get a forty point lead, we can we can we can we can turn the gas off. You know, but but, but yeah, it, it I, just felt different. This felt like the Chiefs win when they overcame it. It felt like that was because of the Chiefs. And it feel like Houston was doing a lot wrong. I feel like Houston just couldn't stop that tide, that 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 wave, you know, that tidal wave. Here, it felt like this was all on the Chargers. Like, dude, this is your mm-hmm. fault that y'all lost this game. All y'all, the coaches, the execution on the field, Joey Bosa losing his mind, you yeah. know. And what was that? Like, he didn't come sure. back to the game. But did, 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 he did, should did, have been ejected. That was his second unsportsmanlike conduct. So is that is that why he didn't come back? Because he was That's he ejected. What, uh, I, he, but he's still on the he's side, on the side line. line. That's what right. threw me off because I'm like, that's well, no, I don't special. think I don't think you have to. Do you have to leave the field? I don't know for for the unsportsman likes. I think you just got you can't you can't come back into the game. So that's what happened. Oh, so he took himself that, out of the game. So well, no, not that he, did, he took himself out. I think. No, I mean his actions. Back. I'm yeah. saying his actions it, it, right. because of his actions as in result. Right, his right, actions right, 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 took, right, right. There's right. a reason why you can come back. So, see, that's right, that's right. another thing. So, I blame him for being a knucklehead because it's like, dude, they need you out there. Like, you can make a difference. You know, dude, that was that that was that was just a goofy ass loss to me. Yeah, and 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 it was charges gonna charge her. <laughs> they gonna charge. Man, you know, we're like not, we're not person. saying lines gonna line no more, huh? Man, but, I mean, <laughs> you know, as you know, I just personal want to come at Herbert, but it was 
it was a collective effort. Yes. <laughs> like, like, yes. It's, like, you don't lose a lead like that. And you don't turn the ball over either without it being collective. It's a collective effort. You know, so. Chargers uh, being Chargers. 49ers. So, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so going forward, what are you guys, what are you guys thinking now going forward? With these playoffs, like who are you seeing now? Oh, uh, oh well, let's see. I was, about, I was about to tell you that. I like the 49ers. Because I like, I like the 49ers, man. They got because? A, they got a quarterback that, that doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't? Or, he didn't make or teams don't capitalize. Because I watched that first half versus Seattle. It should have been about three picks from old Curry. <laughs> hey, that happens, that, man. I'm mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That when happens. you when you the underdog, you gotta you can't let those opportunities go away. You can't make those mistakes against Dallas. That's all I'm gonna say. And and, oh, and vice versa. And wait, no, wait, no, no, no. And vice versa. I'm not gonna sit here and say Dallas can just go out there and play crazy either. That can't make the mistakes that he has been privy to make all season, too. But if if Purdy makes mistakes, he 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 can't expect the Cowboys not to capitalize. I, I'm, I'm, I'm that, still that baffled. Deep. I'm baffled that the Cowboys were up 31-6 I'm late not, in that game. Even though I picked them. Baffles me. I mean, because they, they, they don't look that good. I'm sorry. Just because... That's just just it. They can and they have. They just don't do it consistently. And it's like, why don't you? There are times when the Cowboys look like literally for the last two seasons, maybe in the last three seasons, there aren't teams more talented than the Cowboys. As talented, but not more. Now, I'm not saying the production of the field is equating to the talent that's on the roster. Mm -hmm. But you look at them like man per man. I'm like, dude, like this is a super talented team. Like they just need. That's why it was like they just need a different coach. So then when I got McCarthy, you know, it's COVID. He's got to get used to it. You know, players are injured. You know, it, it was a lost season. Okay, you know, you get a bit of a mulligan. Come in last year, and you know, you make the playoffs. You know, Zach's coming back from injury. They're looking pretty good, but they do time management it was was a problem McCarthy's on the hot seat coming into this year and so here you are again in a division where the Eagles are you know the healthy Jalen Hurts they look like a 16 and 1 you know 14 and in 3 type kind of team that you come in sound right right yeah, the, I'm, I'm trying to do the math so I don't correctly <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the Cowboys at times have looked good even when Dak wasn't there them running the ball and getting the ball more in the Pollard's hand and using Pollard and Zeke, you know, equally or at least using them more efficiently together. It's like when they run the ball, play action with that defense, they're hard to beat. But they don't do that sometimes. It's like, what are you doing? And then you think, just when you start to believe that they're a really good team because they, they whooped up on the Vikings and beat the, beat, the, yeah. they beat the dogs not on the Vikings. It's like, oh, okay, the Vikings are pretenders. And then they come right back and then they lose the game that they were look like they were trying to win against Washington. It's like, how do you look that bad against Washington? And then you come back, and to your point is, how do you beat the, the Bucs as well? Because I'm like, dude, the Bucs, look, man, that's an 8-9 team that was a division leader on a, in a bad division. So mm-hmm. I, I don't look at the, the – basically what I'm saying is the Cowboys have more talent 
than than Tampa does. Mm-hmm. And they've been more consistent at being they've been less inconsistent than, than Tampa's been all year. So I'm not surprised that they beat the Buccaneers. Well, I was surprised was because the Cowboys seem to not play up to their standard against lesser competition. Like the bell, like the bulls. And and <laughs> and I felt that they would probably the moment would be too big and also playing a team that wasn't as good. But I also didn't take into consideration that they did lose to this team to start the season. Right. So they wasn't going – they went in as if this team was better than them, mm-hmm. and they put it on their ass. The Cowboys is a very scary team, man, very scary. I know everyone is is high on the 49ers. They are but wild. but the but let's but let's let's look at who the 49ers has played this season, especially under Purdy. They have not played any great teams. The one time they played an offense that is, is the caliber of the Cowboys, they got their ass whooped. That vaunted 49ers defense, Patrick Mahomes went in there and beat the brakes off their ass. This is the caliber of offense that the Cowboys have. I'm just saying I will not be shocked if they go to San Francisco and put it on them. I won't be shocked. I won't be shocked. I get it. It's the Cowboys. You know, is you know, a lot of people don't want to see it. But we'll uh, we'll 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 discuss it during picks. I'm I'm not too worried about <laughs> uh the Bears beat the, the 49ers. The Bears beat the 49ers. In a in a monsoon, I don't care because in a monsoon you run the ball, and that's a 49ers strength to run run the ball. Hey, look, I don't care because the Bears. It, hey. it, it, look, look, if both teams are playing in the same weather, it's not like the Bears are a better team. It's not like the Bears have we're a monsoon team and you're not. This is Chicago. We're not Florida. We're not used to monsoons. So I'm just saying it's that if if all games were played in in wet weather, I would have gone to the NFL. Just letting you know, <laughs> it's a saying. different game. Uh, yeah, saying, saying, man, dude, it's I'm a different saying. game. Some, some, some guys are just made for for rain, and some aren't. <laughs> the hey, whole team. Hey, hey, we, I'm just hey. saying. We, we, I'm. Hey, telling you, real, real talk. We, we go. We're gonna see. Hey, Ravens, Bengals. Man, uh, this Lamar Jackson thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the other sloppy game. That's the other one too. I, th- I thought it was just. I thought it was. Some... It was I thought it was, it was a. <sighs> it was sloppy, but it was still. A, it was still a good game. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it was hard fought. I'll say that. It was hard fought, and when it it came down to to the final Hubbard, final play. What were you saying, Smoke? Well, I was just saying if the it was a weird play that. Yeah. Reason Baltimore lost. So. Yeah, went, went, from, went from sugar to shit real quick. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, why do you why do you even call why do you why do you call that that uh well, over the top QB sneak? I don't they think were, they called that. So why do you do I it? I think I think he did that on his own. Oh, do you right. call that? Or so, do you so, call for them to do that? Well, I you call you a call QB a sneak. sneak. You, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If you call a sneak, that's on the quarterback to decide that they want to leap, right? But I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have d- even done a sneak there though. You got a viable back behind you in Dobbins. I mean, but a regular sneak wouldn't have caused the fumble and if it would have, he definitely wouldn't have been free to run it back 90 yards. <laughs> yeah. He would at least it would at least been on the ground where somebody would have touched the person. Well, <laughs> well know, here's the it, deal though. They were at the 
they were my problem is you get the two yard line. So my, okay, yeah, even, I even if, you call, if you call it a yeah. sneak, okay. You're get not leaping, you're not Walter Payton. You're not mm-hmm. leaping. No, you at the two. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying I said you call that at the one yard line. Right, right, right. Yeah. You're not Walter Payton. You're not you're not leaping over an entire defensive line and 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 somersault into the end zone. No. <laughs> well, you had you no no chance there. You got a running start. Right, you need to run a start to do it. And he was coming he was coming on the center. He was from on the center. No, no, I, I understand. I'm with you. I'm saying you should get a running start. I, I'm with you. Everything he did that the reasons he had behind that don't merit where he was on the field, you know, logistically speaking. And the only thing I can surmise is, is that he probably thought if I do this quick enough and I just get the ball across the line, I should catch him off guard. Man. And he thought too much. That's <laughs> why he's a backup. That's that's why he's a backup. And it literally <laughs> was the fact that he was so far away. Yeah, because but he hung in the air. He did. He did. He, <laughs> he didn't go anywhere. He just jumped straight he up hung in the air without getting to the end zone. And he's not six five. You know, if you're six five, maybe I might buy that you feel you can. No, because you still ain't going. You're not going to reach two yards. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, not not a, not two yards. No, I, I agree with you. I said if you're six five, I'm at least buying. That's what you thought. Not if you scrape in six one. <laughs> like no dude that's that's not a good play call but i gotta give i gotta give him credit though man he still fought back and he gave him you know even after that play gave him a chance yeah. to yeah, uh chances. to win and it, they just didn't are we going to see uh lamar jackson in a, in a ravens uniform ever again it's starting to look like no um like if they franchise him he's not gonna play yeah he might, he might we might see another you think he'll talent. hold out Oh hell yeah, dude! He already gave him a free year. Already, you already gave you a free year. But a franchise year is is forty million dollars. I understand that, dude. But you you so I'm going to sacrifice forty million for two hundred fifty million or two hundred thirty million nah. for you for you to. Well, you're never going to get. You're likely going to franchise me again the next year. But you're never going to see that forty million again. That's not necessarily true. We said that about Dak Prescott when his ankle got tore up. Oh man, he shouldn't have played. He's never going to see that money. He's seeing the money. I mean, look. No, dude. he's not going to see that forty million though. That forty billion, if he if he if he holds out, that's gone. Sure, but if he plays for forty million and he gets hurt like he is again this year, I'm not I saying I'm not saying I'm not saying he should. I'm just saying I'm just saying it, it, that's it's a, so, that's right. a heck of a heck of I'm, a turn down. I understand, but you're so why turn it down? You're turning it down because I'm not going to. I'm foregoing 40 million for 230 million. If if I were him, I would talk to his teammate Roquan and see what that holding in was all about. See if he that, did that though. If that works. He, he just did. He, he just did, did that. that. He, he did, did holding in. He just. I was, he, I was he did. making. I was making oh, a joke, guys. And that and that'd <laughs> be didn't, didn't be, hit. Sorry. That'd <laughs> be the that'd be the last mother I talked to. <laughs> y'all, y'all y'all brought in the mod for half the season, and y'all done. Pay don't him pay him, don't pay him everything. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah, that right? is kind of messed up. Like, which is another reason why Lamar's like, yeah, okay, the, the H with y'all. I mean, so, so the question is, the Ravens, like, you built everything around this guy. Like, he is like sixty plus percent of your offense, and so if he's gone, you've seen what you look like without him. So, what do you do? And if you're gonna blow it all up. 
is now the time to blow it up? And where does Lamar go if they do do that? Because franchising him is not going to do anything. It's not going to bring him. He's not going to play. He's not going to sign a franchise tag. So what an effect are you doing? But alienating him more and still not getting what it is that you want. What 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 is it that they do want though? Who the hell knows? It doesn't sound like they want him. Ravens won't. Yeah, what what doesn't sound like they want him? Well, the thing is, from what I understand, is the Ravens ownership is pissed with the Browns ownership. Okay. Because of Deshaun's contract. contract. Okay. But to to GM's point, Baltimore, y'all had a chance to extend him before Deshaun Deshaun Watson ever got a deal. And y'all chose to play around and bullshit. And so now you got to pay the Bible. And that's that's the market now. That's right. sim- it's that simple. Yeah. Like y'all the one y'all should have extended that man when he was eligible. Y'all chose not to. You know, and now now y'all in a state of of purgatory. I, I heard somebody on the, on the one of the talk shows talking. It might have been Chris Canty or, or those guys on, on Get Up in the Morning. And it's like, you think Burrow's gonna have a problem when his time is up? No. Nope. You think Justin Herbert, the much maligned Justin Herbert, if you're if you're a smoke fan, <laughs> Justin nope, Herbert, not no, nope. And, and and did Allen have to wait for his? Nope, nope. You know, and it's like here's a guy. What, wasn't him and Allen in the same draft? Yep, exactly. But see, but but they got a discount with Allen, exactly, didn't they? They did. <laughs> they did. But you talk about a guy who won the three guys, the three quarterbacks I just mentioned. Not narrow one of them have an MVP that they back in, in their resume. No, no. No, no. Our guy, you know, not our guy, but Lamar does. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, why? It's, it's like when a person was in the Academy Award, and it's like, well, why are you in that bad? Like, I won an Academy Award. Why do I got to take less? Nobody else is taking less after they won an Academy Award. I got an MVP. Watch out. Why you treat Kyler Murray got kind of sort of his money in a way. Kyler ain't won no MVP. Russell Wilson isn't the one MVP. He got paid on a different team. He did win a Super Bowl, though. I understand that, but I'm just saying it's like I have an MVP. I've done something that some of these guys have like to me, winning I'm not saying winning Super Bowl is easier, but that's a team oriented situation. Mm-hmm. And when we look back at this, oh, I agree, I agree. And, and when right. Russell won that Super Bowl, he that's wasn't it. quite Russell Wilson. Right. He was a that, still that we that we he that we knew. Because right. I, I mean, I guess I don't know what we're seeing now, yeah. but <laughs> Well, I, hey, I think you're gonna turn it around. Yeah, I think it'll turn around too. You bad year, bad coach. Yeah. But 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 to your point, Smoke, it's a it's an early young Russell Wilson, and that defense, that that Legion of Boom defense was number one defense and number one scoring defense, and they beat the crap out of the, the Broncos in a Super Bowl. But Lamar to win an MVP in an individual war like that, not only that, but keep in mind he won MVP in a league that has Mahomes. Oh, in a league that has Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Okay, in a league that has Brady. At least that has Aaron Rodgers. I mean, guys that have won multiple MVPs, you know, or or Super Bowls. This dude won an MVP, and you going and he won it in his what third year as a pro? Was it year two? I don't think was it his full second year. Was the second year full second year? I think it was year two. Uh, well, no, well, it, 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 it was twenty nineteen, right? So it was. It was. It, it was, was year two. It was year two. He's from a twenty eighteen uh, draft class. 
No, he. Yeah, he's it's a class was... after Trubisky. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So, so yeah, so so year two. I mean, come on, man, it, really? And then he gives you a year where he's like, you know what? He didn't hold out. You know, hey, blah blah blah. I got here and playing, and then he gets hurt. It's like, okay, I see what this is. Yep, twenty nineteen. Yeah, so it's like it's like, dude, really? That's how y'all see me? And then you, it doesn't make any sense because the whole offense is around him. It's structured around what he does. And it was crazy. It's, they don't they're not providing him with the receiving talent that could really help him take it to the next level. He doesn't have a Stephon Diggs. He doesn't have a Devontae Adams. He doesn't have well, they traded you know, Tyreek Hill. They traded his favorite receiver. Uh, they traded Hollywood. Yeah. And, and yeah. Hollywood's nice, but Hollywood ain't Stephon Hollywood, Diggs. Hollywood ain't a number one. No, he ain't number one in my opinion. He's a, he, but he if I'm be saying a he was just his favorite receiver, though. That was yeah. his boy. That was all he had. Yeah, but, okay. from, but what you hear in the media, they claim Hollywood wanted out. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Hollywood is a, he's a nice receiver, but he he's not Diggs. He's not Devontae Adams. He's not AJ Brown. He's not any of these guys who we've seen them go to teams and completely help transform the quarterback and the offense into something that's you know deadly, not just respectable, but deadly. I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle make Tua a viable quarterback. Before that, everyone was trying to get rid of him. Even his own organization was trying to figure out how to get rid of him. Now it's like, oh, Tua's our guy. Okay. And now it's like we might yeah. need to get rid of him. Well, well that's <laughs> how we on see a, it. Not on a personal, like on some safety concern. It's <laughs> weird. Well, they, they just Chris Greer just came out and said he's our quarterback going forward. So we'll see what happens. But to the point is that Lamar doesn't have one of these guys. His tight end is his is his, is his Tyree kill. You know what I'm saying? They, Andrews is the guy that he's is his primary target and has been since you know he's pretty much ascended himself as a, as a as a top tier quarterback. But how, how's a top ten quarterback going through this much trial and tribulation? It hasn't hit thirty. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. Only 25, right? Yeah. If that, yeah, because he came out, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, dude. So yeah. I, I yeah, he's gonna miss the 40, possibly is, but I don't think Deshaun Watson as much money as he quote unquote missed for the year or two he set out. He turned around and turned the market around. He did. <laughs> and he doesn't have an MVP behind him or Super Bowl. He did. So Lamar's like, dude, I'm still gonna get my two, I'm still gonna get my 200 million. So we get my bag. Some somebody, I don't know who that is, and that's what I'm wondering. Like, if he's not with the if he's not with the Ravens, who steps up to get him? Is it the Jets? I, that's who, that's the that's, that's the, the question. question. Where who? Well, who needs a? Is it, is it Seattle? I've been seeing that lately of trade. You know, give, they get a quarterback. They get they get Geno, you know, and some other stuff. You know. I, I, Actually, the trade I saw didn't even have wait. He's not. They can't trade him. He's not in a contract. Well, you can sign him to a contract and trade him. I didn't say it's not tomorrow. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> that should be. That should be be interesting. We'll uh, let's come back to the divisional playoffs during picks. Let's move on to the Bulls. All right, last couple of weeks, man. They've beaten the Bucks. <laughs> They've beaten That's... the Nets. <laughs> they beat the Sixers without Joel Embiid. They beat the Warriors Sunday night. In that same time frame, 
They've lost to the Wizards without Bradley Beal and Daniel Gafford. And somebody else was was missing. The, the tall dude. The tall dude. We uh, lost to the – oh, you said. No, no. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the yeah, Wizards the, were missing all these guys. The tall – the unicorn. The, the tall guy from, from, from overseas that the, 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 the Nets – Oh, Chris the, Chris, Chris no, Stop. Porzingis. Okay. Yeah, Porzingis. And, yeah, we lost to the Thunder. Got blown out. Got, got the break speed off of us against the, the OKC Thunder. We beat Utah in that stretch, too. Yeah, we, we beat, beat Utah. Utah. But it's Utah. I'm not really worried about Utah. By the way, I was right. Laurie put it on. <laughs> yeah, he got it. Yeah. yeah. I, I this this inconsistency. I don't I don't I don't get it, man. I don't I, don't, I seriously don't get it. But but it's not just inconsistency. It's 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 it doesn't make sense. Inconsistency. It's like inconsistency is like you win two, you lose one. You win one, you lose two. You know you you you're beating the bad teams. You're losing to the bad teams. You're beating the good teams. It's like they specifically choose to play down to the competition and lose to them and specifically raise their game to some level of unbeknownst to us to beat teams like Golden State we haven't beaten in years, to beat Philadelphia we haven't beaten in years, to beat the Bucks twice with Giannis, you know, to beat the Nets with everybody. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. It's not, it's like, it's, it's like a weird, it's not just inconsistent. It's like, it's it's like a psychological mind fuck. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's it's. I don't understand it. Just just completely ass backwards. <laughs> That's what it is. It's ass backwards. That's perfect. We solved the problem. It's just ass backwards. They're ass backwards team. That's who they and are. And we got the we got the Pistons tomorrow. Wait, why do we play at two o'clock tomorrow? They're in Paris. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Like, why is the game at 2 p.m.? Okay, I forgot all about that. The Bulls are taking, you know, for their inconsistency, they get a vacation <laughs> to yeah. Europe. I don't know what time it is in Paris when they're playing, but it probably it's something. Uh, yes, probably seven o'clock. Seven or eight Paris. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, this 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 team I I don't understand. Uh, I know I know Demar was out for the last couple of games, but you still should have beaten the Thunder without Demar. You beat the Warriors. You without beat Golden him. State without him. Yeah. Exactly. I granted though, granted so, though, Golden State has been hot garbage on, on the road this year. True. But it's the still, Bulls have been still hot garbage. The world champions, though. Yeah, and the Bulls have just been hot garbage. So it's still cancel, the world champs. Should cancel each other out. I feel like these games, these games without Demar, Zach should be relishing this time and just straight taking over. And I don't know if I've necessarily seen that. Um, he did the, the Wizards game. He did uh, first half. Yeah, when he went, I think he went for forty in that game. Mm-hmm. First but, half he was very dominant. Second but, half, he... but then made the made the blunder at the end of the game where they were down three, and mm-hmm. uh, he thought he got. This is I didn't understand. He thought he got fouled, so he tried to get the and one, but he was across the three point line when he got fouled. So why would you? Even, you got to take a three. You're down three with 
with you know three seconds to go. Mm-hmm. He, he pulled off his Kirk Cousins impression. Yeah, you try to make sense out of nonsense, bro. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, don't yeah, it can't make sense out of nonsense. Baffling. But uh, but no, it's cool, man. It's cool that they that they get to go to Paris. Um, if I were the coach, I probably you know wouldn't let them partake in the field trip activities. You know, <laughs> no Eiffel Tower, you know, no no shopping, no no sightseeing tours. You know, just just stay in the in the hotel and think about what you got to do. That that would be my my. Uh, my answer for all this, but no, they, it's, it's cool. It's, I guess the first time that, that the Bulls have been there since 97 when uh, when Jordan company went for the world the, the world championships. Um, oh, you didn't know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, 97, the Bulls uh, I guess all of the, it was back when they had that tournament where all of the professional teams, all the professional champions Professional league champions. God, I don't remember. Played that. in a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Really? The Bulls yeah. win? The Bulls. Of course they did, man. <laughs> 97 <laughs> Bulls, <laughs> man. Yeah. Pippen wasn't there, though, right? What's that? Oh, he didn't play, you said. The, no, the, the pitch yeah. I saw, he wasn't in the pitch. Pippen was not there, no. That's he the was, ankle. That's yeah. when he that's when he decided to uh to have his surgery. Enjoy his summer. Yeah. When he yeah. said I, I wasn't messing up my fucking summer. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so it's it's cool that they get to, you know, go back there. And I guess there are uh there are a lot of uh Parisians. Sure. Sounds about right. I'll go with that. That are Bulls fans because of you know when when the yeah. Bulls were there in ninety seven. So okay. it's pretty cool that they that they get to go back. Um coming up, like you said we got the you got the pistons. So that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a struggle. We'll probably lose that game. Yeah, the Hawks after that, I think. Let's see. Team in turmoil, so we might win that one. Pistons, Hawks, and then the Pacers next All week right. on the 24th. That sounds like one and two or oh and three. Yeah. Any, any of those teams significantly over five hundred? Uh, I, I think, think Atlanta, so. Atlanta is, aren't they? I don't think Atlanta's so. one game. Well, they're one game over. Yeah, yeah. So that that might be the one win. (laughs) I don't know. That's not. I don't think that's good enough. You know, that's not. That's not in Nets or or Bucks territory. So I don't think. I don't think that's enough for the win. That's what I said. You know, the two games against them both came down to crazy buzzer beaters. That's true. That's right. They got us with one, and we got them with one. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's fifty-fifty right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks like look like I said one and two for certain. Maybe zero and three. I mean, I'm sorry, 0 and 3 for what? Yeah, maybe 1 and 2, but most likely 0 and 3. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, I need I need to see somebody on the, on the roster or on the schedule, like, uh, you know, uh, who's good out west, like the Clippers or, or, uh, they've been good. They've been tripping too. We got them coming up soon, though. Yeah, that might be a win. Or, you know, so, even if you don't have a good record, if you got like superstars, you know, they, 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 they rise to the occasion because superstars. These are, these are next. So we got Pistons, Hawks, Pacers, Hornets, Magic. Oh, they're Clippers. definitely losing to the Magic. <laughs> yeah, that's a loss. Then we got the Clippers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So one and six. There we go. <laughs> 
a one in five. <laughs> Definitely losing to the Magic. Um, and they 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 can't beat Dame, so they're gonna lose to Portland on February fourth. No, they, they see that they might they might win that one. No, nah, they Dame Dame give give it to them every time. So does Golden State. <laughs> That's true. They do be going. You're, you're right. You're right. You're, you're talking about previous Bulls team. This year's team. You're that's right. the that's that's the kind of team they'll beat. The guys that have been giving them the stuff all the time. It's just that, a whole bunch of no name dudes they lose to. That might do it. Hey, let's move o- on. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just say can't beat OKC. Get get smashed by them. But you're gonna beat. You go. You're gonna lose to them twice. But you're gonna beat the Bucks twice. Man, make it make sense. <laughs> just just, just so make it sense. Don't. Just don't. Hey, let's move on to picks, fellas. So uh, last week, I had an awful week. I was 0-3. What? No. Yeah. It say, happens, it ain't, say it ain't so. It happens. <laughs> Smoke, you were 1-2. and two. You were actually the, the lead dog last week. And, and GM, sorry, man. You went 0-3 too, man. You're just like me. Just falling off. I just fell off. I just fell it's, off, man. It's inching closer. Inching yeah. closer. All right. Actually, I think it's a. Let me see. I think it's a half game lead that Glenn has on Smoke, and I pretty much that zero and three took me out of it. Well, not necessarily. No, I'm only I'm only two back, two and a half back. So yeah, I could have I could have nailed this a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) I need to talk to the first half me, second half me. All right, so let's uh, hey, let's do something different this week. Let's let's just pick all the playoff games. Oh, no, 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 no! You're trying to get back in. No, 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 no! I see, I see what you're doing. No, uh, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're based on my record, in. I'm going to lose them all. So no, it doesn't yeah, even matter. I, I, I know a con when I hear one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's, a, it's only four. He uh, trying to get an extra game in. Like, oh, I'd have caught up now. I'm only one behind. <laughs> Fine, we'll stay the same. Uh, I'm picking first, and uh, let's see. I'm gonna take the Chief minus the eight and a half over Jacksonville. Um, I am going to take the Eagles minus seven and a half over the Giants. Is it seven and a half? Yeah. Is it really? With Caesars? Yeah. Yeah. My God, it is. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, just to prove a point, I'm ah, taking the 49ers minus the four over the Cowboys. See, the eagle gets in the way, I'm telling you, every time. Pride before the fall. Pride before hey, the man. fall. It's over. I'm I'm going bold now. Smoke, who you got? I'm going all dogs. I'm going Giants plus seven and a half. Bengals plus five and a half. That makes sense to me. And I'm going Dallas plus four. Okay. I'm uh, I'm riding with you on two of those. Uh, I'm with you. I don't know why Cincinnati's getting plus five and a half. Maybe because the offensive line is beat up. Maybe that's what it is. But I'm taking Cincy plus five and a half. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to turn it over enough to keep them in the mm-hmm. game. I'm taking Dallas plus four, and I think Dallas might win it outright. Uh, I'm taking Dallas plus four. And 
I'm going to take KC. That's my one, you know, favorite I'm taking. Um, I just think that Jacksonville is not ready. And if it wasn't for the Chargers charging, Jacksonville shouldn't even be playing this yeah. game. So I'm going to take KC, especially at home. Uh, and I think they, and only that, but I think they want to get it done and get it done early so that they can kind of rest up for the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. They better not rest up. Well, when Chargers I say rest, thought they had it done early. Yeah, it's there's a different competency level in Kansas City than there is in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. So. And it's in Kansas City. Right. Right. So uh so yeah. So yeah, those those are mine. Minus eight and a half for the Chiefs, plus five and a half for the Bengals, and plus four for the Cowboys. Cool. Good luck, fellas. That will do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM podcast. Let's once again thank Anthony Heron for joining us. Good stuff from him. We want to thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There you'll find our podcast and the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. And the Super Duper Podcast, hosted by Rob Gridge, which I'm about to record in about two minutes. <laughs> Yo, Glenn. Yep, yep. Please take us out. Hey, it's like we always say. We're not saying we're right. We just don't think we're wrong. We'll catch you next week. 